Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga and the creator of the Momentum Magic Method, the way to become a confident yoga teacher who seamlessly shares cues and easily creates sequences, whose classes are transformational, not just transactions, who understands anatomy and who shares their passion in a unique and authentic way. Here on the podcast, you'll hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal growth because having a strong, healthy mindset is such an important piece of being a confident teacher. In addition to the podcast, follow me on Instagram and TikTok for daily videos on teaching topics. And I've got two more ways you can build your confidence and skill. Join me weekly for my mini masterclass and teaching clinic, a 30-minute teacher-only themed yoga class, followed by a teaching lesson. Just DM me the words masterclass invite. And I'm also excited to tell you about my new invitation-only group called The Empowerment Club, an exclusive community for yoga teachers who want to feel confident and make a bigger impact. Membership is free and includes weekly workshops, private audio lessons, private Facebook group, and special offers on programs. DM me the words Empowerment Club for your application. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Hi there, my name is Karen Fabian and I'm the founder of Bare Bones Yoga and welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. We are at episode 276 and I am recording this on January 4th, 2024. This will go live on January 8th. 2024. So this is actually um, the second episode of the new year because the one I recorded the last week of December went live on the first, which was good karma. So uh, this is episode number two for 2024. I think this is the beginning of, I want to say the fourth or even fifth year of podcasting for me, um, the life of this podcast. So it's definitely grown. It's been, and it continues to be a really, really fun way for me to connect with you. And I also, you know, one of the things I would love for this year is to really increase the amount of interaction I have with you as a listener. You know, here on the podcast, there's not a lot of ways you know, the most obvious thing is you can't talk to me when I am talking. <laughs> However, you can definitely let me know anything that came up for you when you were listening. And I always consume podcasts on my phone. So the easiest way for me, if I were listening to a podcast to communicate with the podcaster would be to just literally as I'm listening, I could go to their Instagram page and send them a DM. So I'll just, you know, keep reminding you, matter of fact, I'm going to put that on my podcasting card of things that I want to remind people um, to do because I really, you know, some podcasters put their podcast episodes on YouTube and I actually do that. And a lot of podcasts that I listen to 
they'll say, you know, hey, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my channel and comment there on the show because I can see your comments and we can have good back and forth. But I know for me, when I'm consuming a podcast, it's not on YouTube. So for me to listen to it on my phone as I'm walking the dog and then come home and log into YouTube just so I can comment to that podcaster is is full of friction. And I want it to be completely frictionless for you to uh, communicate with me. So you're listening and you have a question. <laughs> you're listening and you have a comment. You're listening and you want to enroll in my program. You're listening and you want to get into the empowerment group. You're listening and you want to come to my next workshop. All you need to do is just, as you're listening on your phone, go over to Instagram and send me a DM. My Instagram is bare bones yoga. So I'm just going to encourage you to do that. Now, I do want to let you know, before we get into the topic for today, that my new club, the Empowerment Club, which is an exclusive community for yoga teachers that I have started with this year is going gangbusters. I have almost 50 yoga teachers in there and I can already tell that they're of a caliber that I just absolutely love. Uh, they're go-getters. I can tell from their questions that they are eager to learn. They're not afraid to do the work that it's going to take to be the kind of yoga teacher they want to be. And they all want to be empowered. They don't want to be powerless and give their power away to other people, to other entities, to this concept that they need to follow the rules. They want to stand out and be authentic as teachers. So if you want to be part of the Empowerment Club, one of the pieces of it is a Facebook group. And so the, the way to join the group is through the Facebook group. And then additionally, I do weekly workshops. And in the Facebook group, I post a whole bunch of content. So I'm getting really into doing regular videos in there. And the only people that are going to see this content are people that are in this empowerment club. So part of it will be joining the Facebook group and you can DM me empowerment club and I'll send you the link to join. When you join to get into the club, you need to fill out three membership questions. And that allows me to find out more about you and what you need, what you're looking for. And I can then use those questions to fuel the videos I put in there. So if you go to the link and you don't fill out the questions, I'll send you back your application and basically say, hey, fill out the questions and I'll let you in the group, okay? So a couple teachers have tried to get in and I've had to decline their uh, membership to the Facebook group and I send them back their comment. So if for whatever reason, you don't think the questions are necessary or you don't wanna fill out the questions or you don't see the questions, I'll always remind you and that's the way to get in. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I wanted to let you know that weekly now I am doing mini master classes and teaching clinics. This is 45 minutes only. I mean, it's the smallest ask of your time for a huge benefit. You're going to come to this. You're going to get 30 minutes of practice. So you get to check that box off your list. You're going to do some yoga. This class is just for teachers. So you're going to get some behind the scenes from me about the cues that I'm using, about the strategy for the sequence and a bunch of other things. And then after the 30 minute class, we're gonna do 15 minutes of a lesson and I'll pick a particular theme from week to week. Now, if you can't practice when you join the uh, workshop, that's okay. You can still be there while we're practicing. Um, 
and you can stay to, you know, like, let's say you're driving in your car or you're walking the dog or whatever you're doing, but you want to join, join, right? That's the priority is to get you there. Uh, what you do when you're there is up to you. Uh, if you're in a place where you can't practice, I totally get it. The most important thing is to get you there, to get you the information, to get you motivated, to get you inspired, to get you informed, to get you educated so that you can go out and make a bigger impact on your students. So I do those weekly. If you want the invite to the next one, send me a DM on Instagram, right? You get how this goes. Um, and then the next thing I want to say, <clears throat> and this is the last thing I'll say before we get into today's you know, kind of theme, there are two themes for today's episode, is when you listen to this episode, if you feel like you're inspired to work with me and you want to find out more about what that's like, just send me a DM on Instagram with the words podcast offer. Because for any anybody that listens to my podcast that wants to enroll in my program and wants to work with me so that they can be the most confident, empowered yoga teacher possible for them, because you're a listener of the show, I'm going to give you an offer that's outside what other yoga teachers get. So you're going to get a special offer simply because you heard about and you were inspired to reach out to me and ask a little bit more about what it's like to work with me, ask a little more about what you're going to get out of it. And there's an incentive in there for you. And part of the reason why I do this is because I want to see if, if you as a yoga teacher is someone that finds me through my podcast and becomes motivated by listening to the content here enough to reach out to me and be like, hey, I wanna know more about what it's like to work with you. And I wanna hear more about what's what's the program that you have? What's the offer that you have? What are you going to offer me? Like what's in it for me if I enroll in your program? And I wanna be able to track people that do that via this podcast. So that's why when you use the word podcast offer in a DM to me, I know that's how you came to me through the podcast, even if we've met in other places too. So for today, what I wanted to do is I wanted to, since it is the beginning of the year, I wanted to take you through a 2024 vision exercise. <clears throat> this isn't gonna take long. It is a sort of thing that if you're in a place where you can sit and close your eyes, great. If you're not, that's okay. If you want to take out a journal and write some notes, this would be a perfect time to do that. If you want to just bookmark this episode in some way so that you can go back and listen to it as a meditation or go back and do it as a journaling exercise where you're starting and stopping the audio, that works too. And the point of this is, you know, the only way we're going to be able to capitalize on this year and get ourselves where we want to go is if we have a clear vision for where we're going. You know, if we're going to get in the car and not put the directions in MapQuest, we're just going to end up driving around. If we're going to get in the plane and not confirm with the gate agent, where's this plane going? Who the hell knows where we're going to land? But but honestly, that's how a lot of yoga teachers sort of are going through things. And, you know, the first thing to ask yourself is here we are at the beginning of the year. How did things go last year for you? Did you get where you wanted to go? Did you do what you wanted to do? Like, that is just a really obvious question that we can start with. And it's not because we want to judge ourselves. It's because we want to set ourselves up to have a really good year this year, not just for us, but for all the people that we're going to interact with as a yoga teacher, right? Because of course, all of the conversations I have with you are with you and they're with the part of you that is operating in the 3D world as a yoga teacher. 
And the really interesting thing is in your quest to be the most amazing empowered yoga teacher possible, you're going to be a better person. That's one of the amazing opportunities that we all have is in our quest to reach more people, to impact them more, to, to be, um, operating in the world in a way that is inspiring and empowering. We inspire other people too. And so we really improve the quality of our life and the quality of our way of being in our quest to be a better teacher. It's just one of the amazing side effects of, of this line of work. So if you can't close your eyes, great. Maybe you're going to take out your journal. The first question I want to ask you is what kind of yoga teacher do you want to be? What kind of yoga teacher do you want to be? And you know, what might come up for you is the style of yoga, you know, a whole bunch of things. It could just be sort of high level stuff. I want to be the kind of yoga teacher who has the, the opportunity to work with children, to work with, you know, kind of people in communities of color, people with physical disabilities, athlete, you know, what kind of yoga teacher do I want to be? I want to be the kind of yoga teacher who's fearless, who walks in the room and doesn't practice with their class and just walks around and assists people and just shares from the heart. Like what comes up for you? There's no right answer. You know, I know you've gone through probably dozens of these vision sort of exercises and that's great, you know, but we're doing this one now. And this is one that's super important. And the time is now to do it because it's the beginning of the year. So you know, no one's grading you. No one's going to hear your answer, but you. So what kind of yoga teacher do you want to be? And then the next thing is, where do you want to teach? Where do you want to be this yoga teacher? Is this happening in your community? Is it happening in a studio, in a church, in a gym, in a fitness center, in a health club, in a school, in a prison, in a, in a rowing center, in a running center, a training center for athletes. Like, where is it happening? You know, do you live in a place where, or maybe is it happening in your home? Is it happening in other people's homes? I actually uh, one time spoke to a yoga teacher and she has a van and she travels around her neighborhood and she, you know, kind of has this van with um, all sorts of you know, yoga related equipment. So when she goes to someone's home, she can kind of set up a studio right in their house. So where do you want to teach? And then the next thing is, who do you want to help? Who do you want to help? You know, I want to help everybody. Yeah, I get that. Be more specific. You know, be more specific. Is it a certain age group, you know, like whatever comes up for you. And knowing, of course, that if if there isn't a particular type of person you want to help, that's okay. You know, for, for instance, the yoga teacher who says, I want to teach in a number of studios in my area and have the sort of lifestyle where I'm walking from my home to different studios. I mean, that's the lifestyle I had for many, many years in Boston. I taught in a bunch of studios in Boston. I did workshops. I did the anatomy portion of teacher trainings and every studio I taught at, I walked to. So I had the sort of life where I walked to class. I taught a class. I walked home. I did a couple of things at my desk. I walked to another class. I went to a coffee shop. I had lunch. I then walked home. Like everything was in walking distance and everything was, you know, really close. And it was a very urban type of, you know, yoga teacher life. And I love that. Not on snowy days, not on rainy days, not on super cold days, 
<laughs> I loved it though, because I knew exactly how long it took me to get where I needed to go. I didn't need to drive. I didn't need to deal with traffic. I always got good exercise walking. You know, I loved that lifestyle. My lifestyle now is very different because I don't teach public classes anymore. I haven't taught a public class since COVID. And I love the phase of my teaching career that I'm in. I did that for 15 years. So I love that right now I have a completely home-based lifestyle where, you know, I, I work with yoga teachers inside my program from all over the world. And I practice for myself and I teach my online workshops and I have every morning to work out and take long walks with the dog and meditate and make my smoothie. Like I love the life I've crafted for myself as a yoga teacher. And there is a shit ton of intention behind it and a lot of work. And I'm exactly where I want to be right now. And, and it allows me to reach a lot of teachers. And that is what I absolutely love because it puts me at cause to help them be at cause and to help you be at cause. And when you're living in a way that's at cause, you affect other people differently than when you're just floating around like a cork in the ocean. And when you affect people in that way, they can affect people in their life in that way, in their homes, in their jobs, in their communities. And so the ripple effect is completely happening. So, you know, back to that question, where do you want to teach? Who do you want to help? So then the next question is, how do you want to help them? You know, of course, you're going to be teaching yoga, but what does that actually look like? You know, is there something, and this sort of gets into the next question, that makes you different? What makes you different as a teacher? Like, what makes your classes different from everybody else's? Could you define that? You know, if you met somebody in line at Starbucks and they said, oh yeah, I could, I could go to your class at such and such a time at such and such a place. Like what, uh, what am I going to get when I go to your class? What am I going to experience? So what would you say to that? So what makes you different? Who do you want to help? And then here's another one that I, I just am really inspired to ask you. What do you want a student to take away from your classes? And I was actually inspired to write this because of a lot of the responses I got to the admission questions for the Empowerment Club from yoga teachers who I recently um, admitted into the group. You know, and a lot of people said, I want my students to feel calm and de-stressed at the end of taking my classes. I want my students to feel peaceful and calm. Like, I can't remember all the words, but words like that. It's so like, that's a vision. Like you want, you know, other people, like I remember I taught at a studio one time and the woman before me, she would use like this rock and roll music. And every time I would go in to teach my class, depending on what time I got there, I could hear sometimes loud music blasting from the studio, but that was her authentic way of showing up. So, I mean, did those students leave class de-stressed and calm? Maybe de-stressed, probably not calm, probably revved up a little more than usual, but that was her way. And she always had a ton of people in her classes. 
you know, and that was her stepping into her power, not asking for permission and teaching the way she wanted to teach. And you can be damn sure her classes were different from everybody else. And you can be damn sure that if you asked one of her students, what makes her classes different? They could totally articulate that. So that's what I want you to think about because leaning into what makes you different is what actually builds your classes because now people can identify you as different from everybody else. Uh, the next thing, are you ready to be this teacher? Now, to a certain extent, if you say no, that's okay. However, if you are saying like, hell no, I'm really not ready, then you're not ready. You know, the exercise is still a good one. It's just interesting to hear what comes up for you. You know, and partially, if you feel like you're not ready, a related question is, do you believe this is possible for you? And are you willing to experiment to make it happen? Because you can feel like you're not ready and still move forward, or you can feel like you're not ready and hide in your house. So which teacher are you? And then uh, question number nine, what resources do you need to get there? This is where, really where the rubber meets the road because all the other eight questions I already asked you without question nine, it will never happen. Until you answer question nine, what resources do you need to get there? I mean, that's what's gonna make the difference between if this happens for you or if it doesn't because you need to identify what's gonna get you there. It could be a program, it could be a person, it could be a a. I don't know, it could be a whole bunch of different things, a bunch of books, a bunch of courses. I don't know. I tend to always lean towards the more active learning modes than the passive ones. You know, if you think about how many books you probably have right now on your house that you bought out of a need to learn something. And if I asked you anything in those books, could you even tell me what the answer was? Probably not. And even if you could, have you figured out a way to implement the, information into your teaching to translate it into teaching skills because that's really where the rubber meets the road it's one thing to buy a book it's one thing to take a course but if you can't translate the information that's there into action as a teacher then it's not doing you any good and then the last one oh this is so important question number 10 what beliefs do you need to bust to get where you want to go and you know I certainly learned this in 2023, big time. Sometimes we have beliefs that we don't even know we have. Sometimes we have beliefs that we don't even know we have. And that's another really good reason to work with somebody. You know, that's one of the reasons that teachers don't realize it when they enroll in my program, but pretty quickly they realize like, wow, I'm really glad that I'm working with you because you're helping me see my blind spots. Like I've been at this for a while and I really have ways of having a dialogue with a yoga teacher to understand where do they want to go? What kind of teacher do they want to be? What's holding them from being that teacher right now and uncovering the beliefs that are blocking them from getting there. And some of the beliefs come from stuff you were told in training. Some of the beliefs come from stuff you were told as a kid. Some of the beliefs come from talking to other teachers I mean, so many yoga teachers tell me they're doing things right now that they're only doing because they hear from other teachers. That's the way they have to do it. 
And I am absolutely here to tell you that is not true. You can do whatever you want. So if you're teaching sequences you don't like or using cues that you don't get or starting people in poses because you think you have to or using music because you think you have, like all those things, if any of them are things you don't want to do, you don't need anybody's permission to not do them. So let me just review the questions with you. Number one, I'm sorry, there's nine questions. Uh, number one, what kind of yoga teacher do you want to be? Number two, where do you want to teach? Number three, who do you want to help? Number four, how do you want to help them? Number five, what makes you different? Number six, what do you um, what do you want a student to take away from your classes? Number seven, are you ready to be this teacher? Number eight, what resources do you need? And number nine, what beliefs do you need to bust? Okay, so now that we're done with that, I want to share with you um, a quick story. And this is a story that um, happened the other day, and it was just so meaningful to me and meaningful to this yoga teacher that it's just a quick two-minute story. I had a yoga teacher. We were corresponding back and forth through email this week, and she shared with me, I think I might have asked her, tell me a little about a little bit about you. And she said, uh, in her words, she said, I am a yoga teacher that has debilitating anxiety and it's really getting in the way of my teaching. And so when we had a couple emails back and forth, one of the things I, I offered to her is to experiment with how she talks about herself. And I said, I, I see you. I, I hear what you're saying that you have anxiety one of the things you can experiment with is instead of saying, I'm a yoga teacher who has debilitating anxiety, to experiment with reframing that and using different words to describe yourself. So you could say something like, I'm a yoga teacher that has nerves, that gets nervous, and I'm really excited about learning different ways to work around it. Or I'm a yoga teacher who gets really nervous when I teach, or I'm a yoga teacher who feels anxious when I teach. And I know that there are different ways that I can approach teaching so that I don't feel anxious. You know, whatever the words are that came up, come up for you, if this is something that you're dealing with as well. And so I shared this with her and she wrote me back and she was like, oh my God, I never even thought that the words I was saying was sort of part of continuing to support this way of being for me. And I, I wrote her back and I said, yes, the words that you're saying are going to continue to keep you entrenched in this way of teaching, this way of feeling. And this is, of course, bleeding out into who she is as a person, right? If she's dealing with a lot of anxiety as a yoga teacher, when she teaches, she probably has anxiety all the time. It's probably triggered to a certain extent and amplified when she teaches, but she probably has some baseline anxiety. Like a lot of people do. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not pleasant. So we want to, we want to change it. So she, the next day, I think I saw her post on Instagram and she tagged me in the post and she basically said something like, oh my God, I feel so seen. And I never realized until I talked with, with Karen 
that there was another way I could see my anxiety. And I've been playing around with just reframing how I think about it and how I speak about myself. I didn't, she said something like, I didn't even realize I had this power all along. And it reminded me of like at the end of The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy realizes the whole movie, she was wearing the magic slippers and she could have clicked her heels and gotten home, but she had to go through the whole movie to realize that that was the power that she had. And that home was something that she could experience anytime. She didn't need to physically be there. And so it's kind of a similar thing in that this woman realized that she had this power, but it was in through the conversation with me and in her willingness to try something different that she had this revelation, right? If she had come to me and I had shared that and she said, back to me, oh, I'm not, I'm not willing to try that. Like I am a yoga teacher who has debilitating anxiety, like case closed. That is the way I am. That's a really rigid thinker. And when you're a rigid, really rigid thinker, you're just going to keep getting more of what you're getting. And in this case, you're just keep getting more anxiety. So if you're willing to loosen your attachment to that part of you, then things can really start to shift. So what she realized is what a lot of teachers I work with realize. And this is really one of the fundamental philosophies of what it's like to work with me. And, and what that boils down to is this idea that, you know, finding your confidence and your most empowered way of teaching is not going to come from the number of hours of teacher training you get. It's going to come from your willingness to try new things, from your willingness to experiment. That's how you're going to find how to be the most empowered teacher possible. So that's just a quick story there. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on uh, before we wrap up this conversation, this episode, is to just, just reinforce, I've, I've used this um, tidbit a lot this week uh, for the beginning of January. You know, January is a different animal when it comes to teaching yoga. If you're going into teaching in January the same way you go into every other month, you're missing an opportunity. Because in January, we're going to have more students. We're going to have more new students. We're going to have more returning students to our classes. And, you know, students are going to need something a little bit different in January than in other um, times of the year. They're going to need you know, more action cues, really clear cues that they understand immediately. They're going to need more essential sequencing, not a lot of complicated stuff, not a lot of complicated transitions. They're going to need more of the walk and talk, less you practicing with them. They're going to need more empowering language, not language that babies them or dilutes things or makes them worry that they're going to hurt themselves. They need more empowering language. They need more silence. After the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, they need less talking from you and more silence. They need more modifications. Not like, Joe, put your knee down. Sally, just do low cobra instead. They just need it. You, they just need you to just bake it in with all the other cues you're giving. And if they want to do it, they'll do it. They need more somatic cues, you know, with the holiday season being so outwardly focused and the need for more silence and mindfulness, they need more cues that are going to tap them into what they're feeling. Not in a way that's going to say you should be feeling this, but in a way that's going to just spark 
some curiosity in their own body in response to maybe an inquiry question you pose. What do you notice in this pose? And they need more why behind the cue. They need you to share with them the why behind the cue so that they understand why you're asking them to do the pose the way you're asking them to do it. And if you don't know, then don't teach that pose and don't use those cues. You know, use action cues until you learn the anatomy. And then when you learn the anatomy, share the why. Another option is to teach from action and to have the why be baked into the action cues. You know, I'm, I'm teaching these poses in this way with action cues and the why behind it is these actions build this pose. Like that's fine. You can use that approach until you learn the anatomy. So these are just some ideas to use for the month of January to, you know, help you really embrace this time as the different time it is in an effort to really inspire your students. So that's it. That's the end of this episode. The first, uh, or again, the second episode of 2024. I hope that the beginning of this year is just going great for you. And as always, I encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram with any thoughts or questions that you have. My Instagram page is Bare Bones Yoga. And with that, we'll end this episode. If you're still listening, thanks for being here till the end of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode. Can't wait to talk to you again. Namaste. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as a special thanks, DM me the words podcast offer. And I'll share with you a special opportunity for yoga teachers who are ready to be confident and skilled and drop all that prep time, drop practicing with class, drop using the same cues over and over, and drop worrying what other people think. If this is you and you're ready to step into your most powerful, authentic way of teaching... DM me the words podcast offer on my Instagram, bare bones yoga.